0: Welcome to another very special edition of Ignite Radio
1: Live. Over the five mighty stations of Annunciation Radio. Tell me that song doesn't fire you up, no pun intended.
0: Soul on fire. Very blessed to be with you all tonight. You are with Greg and Stephanie Schleter and some.
1: Tapping your feet, I know it, people. I and, can see it. And some
0: special guests uh, whom we will introduce later. And folks, what's on my heart really was reinforced by a call that I received actually coming to the studio. Somebody very close to me had been trying to get a hold of me all day. I was very busy and I didn't answer the, look, even pick up my phone because I was so ensconced. I like that word. I was ensconced in a a lot of work that I needed to, to be doing. And I finally listened to the message. And in the midst of listening to the message, this person called me on the phone. And uh, from a different diocese, shared with me a story uh, that's unveiling right now of a young man who is very solid, uh, orthodox, and is courageously leading within his parish and seeing some great results, if you will. And, um, you know, he clearly understands what the church teaches with regard to faith, with regard to evangelization. With regard to baptism and the Holy Spirit, inviting young people to live courageously, to stand out amidst their peers. And ironically, if we're going to proclaim the message, and he's a good example of this, we're going to experience maybe that challenge ourselves. So this man is now, if you will, a little bit mired by some parents who are, uh, by all intents and purposes, good people. Prayerful people involved in the faith but maybe have some issues with evangelization. Um, You know, as the Holy Father, John Paul II, would proclaim it. Shout it from the rooftops. You know, Um, bring it courageously to others. Proclaim the gospel. Speak of the truth. Challenge with love. Um, As I understand, there's nothing that this young man has has said that, uh, you know, merits um, rebuke. And so I had this thought, and I actually wrote it down. How often do we back away from people Who are getting, uh, who are, you know, how how often do we back away from people who are getting a bad rap for doing good things? I'll say it again. How often do we back away from people who are getting a bad rap for doing good things? We're fearful of what others might think. We're fearful of reputation. We're fearful of that culture stirring up, well, that person or that person. And quite frankly, as you know, if it's hearsay, often it's not even anchored in truth. But uh, when there's a good thing that's being done, we see transformation happening And the rumor mill starts going, or people even just have an issue. You know, how often when that starts spinning, are we maybe unduly cautious, maybe lacking the courage that we need? And so tonight, you know, really is kind of twofold around the word courage. And we see the word courage in encouragement because do young people and adults today not need to have courage in living it out? I think we do. And uh, I think maybe we need to arrest or be aware of those propensities within us to back away for fear of what people might think or what they might say about us. And I'm not saying, you know, right, coming with a ton of bricks or be unkind at all. I'm speaking about living the truth with love and with humility. And even in those circumstances, it takes courage. It takes courage to speak. And some of you tonight, like myself, maybe need to hear that word in this day to be courageous. Courageous with our brothers and sisters that we love. Courageous with our spouses. Courageous with our children. Again, with humility and with love. And, you know, for those who are being courageous right now, can you think of somebody who's been proclaiming it, who's been bringing it consistently in spite of maybe persecution? Somebody who is persevering, don't they merit our encouragement? Don't they merit us not backing off, but maybe getting in there and saying, I support you. I'm praying for you. I believe in you. I'm with you. I'm standing with you. Because, folks, today was a, a feast day of martyrs, and we hear that martyrdom, martyrs are the seedbed of the church. Hey, folks, our hero, the one whom we follow, our Lord, our God, what is the icon that we have that, uh, that stands for our faith? It's a cross. It's hardly a, a symbol of cozy, um, <laughs> cozy happiness. It's hardly a symbol of, of a comfort zone. It's a symbol of one who stood fast in the truth so that we would come to know him and love him and serve him. And he reveals to us the way we must walk All who come after me must deny their very self and take up their cross and follow. For whomever keeps his life will lose it, but whomever will lose his life for my sake will gain it. And so, folks, I just, tonight, I want to invite you to call in. If somebody came to mind when I asked the question... Is somebody who's encouraged you in your faith. That means to bring you courage, that you're different as a result of a particular person. Maybe you're going through a low point in your life, or you stood strong in something, or you're facing maybe a spouse or children or a friend or somebody at work, and somebody just encouraged you and it made a difference. I want to invite you to maybe call in and share that with us. Certainly be uh, use discretion with names that we use. But that number is 877 877- 275 8098. 877 275 8098. The subject tonight, folks, is courage and to encourage and to stand strong in courage, which is not easy. Just want to begin with a, a scripture passage and we'll enter into a prayer here in Deuteronomy Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that has gone with you, he will not fail you nor forsake you. Deuteronomy 31.6, the word of God, informing us, brothers and sisters, that we will face these obstacles. But in Christ, we are more than conquerors. Even unto death, we are more than conquerors. So, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Lord, we come before you weak, We come before you, not just physically weak, Lord, emotionally, spiritually weak. We come before you, God, mindful that you fashioned us this way so that you could be our supply. Not that we'd back away from the things that need to be said and done, from the ways that you put in front of us, the steps that you clearly reveal through your church that we're called to take, that we don't back away from these, God, even though they seem so far beyond us, but that we say, Lord, here I am, send me. Clear away our fears, Lord God, and and ennoble us, Jesus, with, with the power of the Holy Spirit. To claim you, Lord, even if we are the only one for one man and you are an army, one man and you are a majority and it may mean suffering, it may mean discomfort, it may mean being alone, all of that, Lord. So we just pray tonight, Lord, for all of our brothers and sisters tonight, all of us who may be facing this, surely are facing this in some way, some realm that is inviting us to take that step on the water. And we have, we have fears, God. We just ask your spirit to fall upon us, to anoint us, to encourage us. But we will take these steps because you fashioned us for such a great thing. And we ask this through the intercession of our Blessed Mother, whom we hear in the very first Gospel in Genesis 3.15, she crushes the head of the serpent. The Blessed Mother Mary. So we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed Blessed is the the fruit of of thy womb, womb, Jesus. Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, God. pray for us sinners, now Now and at the the hour hour of our death. death. Amen. Amen. Before uh, we dive into our theme tonight again, I want to give you the number 877-275-8098. Who's been an encouragement in your life? And maybe even who needs encouragement? Again, with discretion, we're not giving names that uh, might betray people, but uh, that we can pray with right now. We should be an occasion over the five mighty stations of Annunciation. Rio. this is live, folks. This is an occasion that we have to lift up, lift up the name of Jesus, and to, to pray for outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So, eight seven seven two seven five eight zero nine eight. And uh, for some of you folks, maybe you know we're, new, we're newly into this uh, school year, and uh, some of us with the spinning may need. To uh, be anchored more firmly and more deeply. Certainly, I do. We all do. I want to invite you to a special event taking place at Holy Trinity, October 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, called Parish Ignition at Holy Trinity and Assumption. Father Dandran and the wonderful folks out there, we're putting on this parish ignition, three night parish mission, each night corresponding to one of the movements of Jesus empty, fill, and overflow. Uh, we've been blessed to do this and to team with them in doing this. It's going to be a wonderful uh, night. It's free. Uh, limited um, spots available, though. And where you need to go to register and find out more for this free event, October 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, by the way, come on. Come on. There's a youth track for high school and grade school kids and adults, and it's going to end with an awesome adoration experience. Anyways, that uh, place you can go is igniteholytrinity.eventbrite.com. Dot com. By now you're probably used to this Eventbrite language, but uh, go to igniteholytrinity.eventbrite.com. Join us for this three awesome days of uh, really discovering the ultimate drama of Jesus Christ in our own lives. So, with no further ado, um, we again welcome you. You're with Greg and Stephanie Schleter, uh Ignite Radio Live, and we have with us some young people in the studio. So, ladies hey. f- first, ladies first, who are you and where do you come <laughs> I you were from? I'm going to talk
1: first, too.
2: <laughs> Hi, my name is Abby Griffith. Uh, I'm a senior at Notre Dame Academy. Senior year. Yeah, senior raw. <laughs>
3: Yeah. I'm John Paul Schleeter. Um, I am a th- that sounds yeah.
2: Familiar.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, I am a sophomore at the school in my basement.
1: But actually, today oh, was, the, yeah, dining I was room. In the dining room. Yeah. I'm
4: Joseph Schleeter. I'm a junior at Notre Dame Academy. No, not. For, <laughs> he'd like to think he is.
1: So folks... my, um, Give me courage, Lord. <laughs> indeed.
0: So uh, I want to ask you young people... First of all, um, let's paint the picture. Um, What are the circumstances that young people, and let's just talk high school kids, what are some circumstances that high school kids face that um, may require them to seek courage? Paint the picture for me. What are your peers dealing with out there that is a challenge to their nature in Christ?
2: Um, Well, being the one of the three of us who's all on social media Uh, (laughs) um sorry Um, i can say easily that social media is definitely a huge um barrier to you know seeking jesus and everything that you do um personally i know that um social media especially affects uh girls because you know you see a lot of you know, self the selfie culture. Uh seeing a bunch of girls who are just uh you feel you don't compare because you're seeing everybody's highlight reel compared mm-hmm. to your uh bloopers, as it's been said. Well put um, thank you. I quoted that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can say that um one of the ways that I seek encouragement through social media is I personally try to make uh, every other tweet, if not every tweet about Jesus, and um, try and caption all my Instagram pictures with, you know, an encouraging quote or a Bible verse. Um, and I also follow a lot of, um, you know, one one account that I really like on Twitter is just simply called Psalms, and mm-hmm. they tweet a bunch of um, encouraging quotes or Bible passages, and I've been slowly adding more and more, you know, Jesus Uh, to my timeline on Twitter and Instagram. And I can say that it makes all the difference because, um, you know, seeing those encouraging um, quotes every day and images and, like, I follow some Catholic apparel uh, accounts on Instagram and just seeing, you know, shirts that say, choose joy, be not afraid, like, it's such a difference from the picture above of a girl in a crop top. Mm -hmm. And it just really... It, it truly makes all the difference, and it makes me feel like I'm not, you know, just wasting my time aimlessly scrolling through social media.
0: So, before we go further, perhaps onto another uh, area of need for courage and living it out, and just what a great witness, Abby, um, have you been validated in this courageous decision to uh, proclaim Jesus? Um, is question one? Have you gotten any kind of feedback from others that that kind of validates that this is a good thing? And I also want to ask the question: Have you maybe, f- you know, periodically faced moments where you thought, "Man, I'm just maybe I'm too much out there, and uh, maybe I won't be relevant, or maybe people aren't going to seek me, or or any of that sort of, um, I don't know, self abuse, if you will?
2: Yeah. Um, focusing more on Twitter, I definitely see a trend in that. Tweets about Jesus get significantly less likes and attention <laughs> than uh you know tweets about oh school was terrible today um, but there i've noticed a trend in new people who are following me or who are interested in my account um being in their you know bio about themselves like Jesus lover or like uh, a Bible verse like mine is Romans one sixteen Amen. obviously um and you know, I've seen an increase in people, like more wholesome people following me and not just following my account because I tweet, you know, funny things. I tweet things that are wholesome. I, uh, one time recently, actually, I retweeted an article uh, from a priest that I follow about, um, you know, gender identification and ways that the church sees it and i actually got a response from one of my friends being like you know why did why would you retweet that like there's nothing true about that i'm like there's everything true about that Mm. everything that you think is not true and it did cause some fission but um in the end i never i can i cannot tell you a time that i've regretted tweeting or retweeting something that has to do with god but there have been times when i've you know regretted tweeting secular more secular tweets Mm -hmm. um overall i would say i get more negative response than positive but i'm okay with it because i know in the long run it's more beneficial for people to see um, a bible verse than just me complaining Mm -hmm.
0: i love that you said that because um well we Who strive to be believers are believers right we're still working it out we're not there we need jesus i've got my hand high in the air in that area um true 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 um but those who perhaps need to hear it most um are these folks out there that's the marketplace of ideas it's where people are they're in the social media land they're friends of yours they're familiar with you and your culture and uh you know, so I suspect that, that even the negative response, the fact that they even reacted, tells you something was stirred up in them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, John Paul, you kind of made some kind of guttural, male-like noise when uh, Romans was <laughs> <laughs> 116. Hey. So what? So that, that's <laughs> what it was. So like the there you go. What, what is, uh, for our audience, um, what is that passage and what is its significance to you personally?
3: So Romans 1.16 is, For I am unashamed of the gospel of Christ. Hey! Um, hey! <laughs> um, and, and its significance to me is I am a huge Christian rap fan, um, and that's kind of the motto of um, the Christian rap movement. And I just love that style of music, and it has impacted my life for the better. Um, And it's also a good message to kind of carry around because when, like, the world drags you down or people are negative about you, and um, it's kind of like the whole, like, when Jesus said to his apostles, like, if the world hated you, know that it hated me first. um, To be unashamed. Um, And it's, it's just a message that all Christians need to hear
1: absolutely
0: now you guys face who um are young um whatever 14 15 16 years old 17 (laughs) you face um you know suspicion uh in your faith um and and one of the 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 forms that suspicion comes is people saying yeah you're just kind of a parroting what your parents said or there's maybe that kind of insecurity accusation you know you don't really own it um you don't really believe in it um I mean, do you guys face some of that, you know, from your peers where it, it kind of seems just entirely unrealistic and um, lacking, if you will, a fullness that, you know, they kind of presume you to be sort of a robot and that this way of life that we speak of uh, is really kind of an externalist sort of thing that we just learn the right actions and words. Do you kind of feel that from your peers? And if so, you know, how, how do you respond?
3: Well, that was me for the first 14 years of my life. I was And you are 14. No. Wow. Uh,
2: <laughs> I'm kidding. I, <laughs> 15. Oh, man. I know.
3: Um I, I was gone through the motions for the first 14 years of my life and I still can fall into that. Um and it I mean it takes being woken up by Christ him um arising you from your graves as it's put in Ezekiel. Um but yeah, a lot of friends um can be kind of suspicious towards um whether or not you actually own it. Um And it's just kind of one of those things where um, you just have to have a joyful attitude about it because um, joy in the long run can't be constantly faked. I mean, you can go through um, moments and periods of like faking joy, but true joy can't be fake. Um, And for me especially, joy is such an attractive virtue. Um, And when people see it, they want it. Um, and uh, for me, like that's why I chose St. Philip Neary to be my confirmation saint, because he's the saint of joy. Um, and so my response to that is just joy. Um, count it all joy.
0: So from all three of you, give me uh, the name of a person, and we'll say besides family or parents, if you were to go in that direction, because we all know Stephanie, otherwise would be number one, <laughs> top of the list. Um, no, somebody who has been an encouragement to you, uh, in living your faith, and in what ways, and why,
1: Joseph. Sorry. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm John, sorry. I'm That's okay. John Paul can go.
3: Okay. Um, I'm going to have to say, I'll give two people. First of all, Joseph Goodwin. Um, Happy
1: birthday, Joseph yes. Goodwin.
3: Happy birthday to him. Who is Joseph Goodwin? He is lil flashy. But he's oh, in not. the video. <laughs> livid video. He's not fun. in the house right now.
0: No. Um, A couple videos ago. Check it out. I don't know what the title was, but he was very, very funny, very spontaneous. And I forget that. You... Oh, it's called Ultimate Sing Off. So our live-it Video, Ultimate Sing Off. Something was like that. Medicine very, very Pants funny. Dunne-U. You got to see it. And watch it all the way through because get, uh, it gets funnier and funnier.
1: Anyways. So why Joe Goodwin?
0: Just, he was the first,
3: probably not the first just one that I can remember that stood out to me as like a joyful, um, Catholic. And I don't know, he, he's, he did, um, is doing and will do so much for my faith. Um, so for sure him. And then also, um, Father Jeff Walker, um, from St. Rose in Perrysburg. Um, he's just such a, Joyful presence in my life again. Joy, um, and he's a ninja too, right? He, I mean, he, people don't know this, but isn't he like yes, a? Yes, he's yeah. a ninja, and he's At also night. he owns Cedar Point.
1: That's. <laughs> Shh, don't tell the bishop. <laughs>
3: um, yeah, he he's just amazing, and he never runs out of advice to give. Um, he seriously um, is moved by the Holy Spirit constantly, and um, lets the Spirit govern his life. So he's amazing.
0: So just a note there before the other two of you uh, uh, share with us um, an encouragement, somebody who's encouraging your life. Um, So Father Jeff, you have chosen on your own. Uh, And in fact, just for our audience to hear this, we're blessed really by our children and that they really evangelize us and lead us in many ways. John Paul has uh, decided somewhere along the way he wanted a spiritual director. Want to get serious about this? I need a spiritual director. (laughs) Indeed. Um, So uh, that's been going on for what, half a year? Maybe John Paul, you've chosen that. And what difference has it, you've kind of uh, attributed Father Jeff, but just the blessing of having spiritual direction, even if you're only 15 years old, Tell our audience why that's important. How it's been valuable for you. Um, it's important, first of all, for um, especially
3: discernment, um, but also in your growth for holiness, um, because we can't grow in holiness the way God desired without the church and people in the church. Um, and the priesthood is in persona Christi; it's in person of Christ. And Father Jeff seriously exit out. So. Um, he has really helped me grow in holiness he's not scared to challenge me which is needed um he's not scared to be the jesus slapping me in the face sometimes but he's also not scared to be the jesus lifting me up um so he's helped a lot in my growth for holiness um he's helped a lot in just overcoming my selfish ambitions um and turning
4: it all to christ so awesome joseph okay um
1: have you done multitasking? I am, are you with us now? I'm with okay, you. Awesome. Um, I'm encouraged by that.
4: Thank you. Um, so, man, a lot of people. Okay. Um, obviously, my parents, because without them, like it's just, I don't think I appreciate how much of a blessing they truly are, because like people always tell me, like, wow, you guys, you have such awesome parents, and, like, I wish I had parents like that, or, like, your parents are goals, or blah, 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 and I'm just kind of like, yeah, whatever, but um really, it is such a blessing, and, like, just the formation that I've experienced from you guys, and the way you've taught us um, who Jesus is, and what he is to us, and helped us foster that personal relationship, and not only told us to do it, or how to do it, but you guys have strived to live it out yourselves. Um, I don't think that's appreciated enough, so I thank you for that in front of our millions of
0: listeners, listeners right I'm, now. Hi, Mom. Um, <laughs> thanks, I chose. Um, Obviously, given witness for how to say you're sorry most of the time, right? <laughs> again and
4: again. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Goodwin, like John Paul said, Joe Go is just the man, a little flashy. Uh, if anyone wants to know what that's about, we watch the Live It videos yeah. um, because they're amazing. I'm sorry. <laughs> You know what? Okay. Um <laughs> little flashing house. Um, he uh, is just such a joyful inspiration and just, wow, the dude's a, a maniac for Jesus, and it's awesome. Uh, so he's definitely one. And then uh, just I'd have to say the whole staff at CYSC. Mm. Like, just I, I could pick a few out, but really it's all of them, uh, especially last year. They just taught me really what it, it meant to be youth vibrant for jesus uh vibrant in that light vibrant for his kingdom and just building it and having so much fun and energy but being serious and um about jesus and it just really touched me and inspired me to journey towards god and make more of a commitment towards that so um yeah, and all those in the Lit group who just continue to journey with me and challenge me and inspire me and are helping to build the kingdom here on earth and wherever God has placed them. So awesome yeah
0: thank you and folks I'm going to actually post if you are a Facebook person you, or go online I YouTube I whatever uh, go to our ignite the planet page uh, it's just amazing the kind of response this page has been getting the last few weeks um, doubling you know in fact in the last few weeks with uh, for whatever reason God has in store anyways I'm going to post the uh, the Joe Goodwin live it we should clip just play it to their it top. It. well yeah the audio is good but the visuals are great too so I'm going to post that there and oh, flashy. I want to give the number again 877 877- 7275 In a second, we'll hear Abby share with us, maybe somebody who's encouraged her. We encourage you, folks. We encourage you to uh, call in and share with us who has been an encouragement to you, who's been a game changer. Here's a chance to honor that person, whether they're listening or not, and to bless us all and encourage us to be encouragers. A lot of encouragement going on here. So, Abby, who's been an encouragement to you?
1: Well, the number is Eight seven seven two seven five
2: eight zero nine eight. Okay. Hey. Uh, so, like Joseph said, uh, all of Lit has obviously been um, an amazing addition to my life this past year. Uh, specifically, these two, Joseph and Jape, uh, have especially added um, so much to my life, and I could go on forever about those two. But I will just move on before I stick myself into a hole um the woman though who's inspired me my entire life is my grandma Mm. Uh, she's the one who really uh instilled a love for jesus in my heart at a very very young age she used to have me uh pretty much after i could read chapter books she was having me read the bible to her Mm. uh whenever she was at my house and so she just really she i She's the most, one of the most joyful people I have ever met in my life. And she just has this burning love for Jesus. Mm -hmm. And she wants to share it with everybody she comes in contact to. And, you know, whenever I just feel like I want to, you know, sing God's praises, I just call her. And I'm like, hey, this happened to me today. And she just gets so excited with me. And we can just, you know, talk about Jesus, but then also talk about um, anything that comes up. Because she just has so much love for everybody. And she is genuinely interested in, um, you know, my problems and how she can pray for me, how she can help me. And she is just an amazing person. Her and then uh, her best friend who kind of became like my grandma uh, when I was younger is Sister Sam. She's best friends with a sister, which I think is absolute goals. (laughs) Um, And Sister Sam is great. And just the two of them together would just always freak out and talk about Jesus. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I want that love. (laughs) And now I have, you know, my best friend Maddie, who shout out to her. if She's listening. (laughs) Uh, We love you, Maddie. Yes. And she has kind of become my sister Sam in a sense. So our relationship kind of mirrors theirs, which makes me really happy because I feel like we're paying or at least I'm paying um, homage to my grandma and her friend who just gave me my love for christ awesome
0: very very cool in all of this you guys are um sharing the importance of of a person and uh certainly many people um all the better but often in life you know do we not get caught up in sort of Many can get caught up if you want the popularity thing. I mean, we know the popular posts are the ones with a popular person. You know, the, the things people buy and what they consume and what they watch online are popular people, so to speak. But the power of one person one person that is truly kindred, that is truly a soulmate. Um, let me ask the question, how do you, you know, how do you cultivate that? For somebody out there maybe who is you know, in need of encouragement, is in need of uh, you know, maybe a, a good friend, and maybe particularly high school kids, they're, in, they're going about their day and uh, maybe they feel alone, they feel alienated, um, you know, they're pressured to maybe go with the flow and they don't quite know what to do. What advice might you give that person to, to find
4: a source of encouragement? one uh, I think a lot of times it's people it's hard to it's amazing how often that there are so many just great solid kids who are just waiting for someone to step out and like people go around complain there's no one good out there there's no one um, hmm. there's no one who's gonna hold me accountable no one who has my standards a lot of times people are just kind of in hiding and waiting for someone to step out And be that encourager so I think it takes stepping out and showing people hey this is what I believe in this is what I'm not scared of this is what I'm proud of this is Jesus and that's um, a lot of times how you discover those relationships I'm thinking in particular of a cousin who um, goes to just an all-boys Catholic school Um, in Chicago and just struggles with Mm -hmm. people there and not having solid friends and not having um, just, well, having having a lot of friends but just needing more of that Catholic brotherly bond of encouragement and challenging and just keeping faith at the heart of the friendship. And uh, I feel bad for him because I've been so blessed to have that kind of community here. Uh, But just for those people who feel like there's no one out there Uh, just be the light and people will come out and uh, think like you look at insects which is we're comparing humans to insects so (laughs) sorry but they're attracted to light they go where the light is and that's honestly kind of what we're like people flock to the light whether it be to try to diminish it or to try to add to it people flock to light so be that light and others will follow i want to pivot here stephanie go ahead
0: no i was just
1: gonna say great analogy love it
0: I want to pivot here and um, share with our audience again, we've been on the air now going on almost two years uh, of Ignite Radio Live. And those of you who've heard the word Ignite know it corresponds to this event that takes place at parishes. Uh, It's an awesome evening of word, witness, worship, adoration, you can imagine. People bring forth these candles at the very beginning in procession to this pyramidal structure up front. It symbolizes our lives. It symbolizes, you know, illuminating Jesus and being illuminated by him. And the burning bush, of course, hearkening back to Moses, um, who introduced himself to Moses as uh, as the one who would be whatever he needs, whenever he needs it, for what God asks him to do. Um, so anyways, uh, the burning bush experience leads into praise and worship. It's been very powerful. And uh, that open the door more deeply for us to be at the service of pastors who want to see their parishes um, revitalized families and parishes i should say more revitalized because that vitality that grace is already there and we're blessed to you know come alongside pastors and their teams to have a plan to really say a year down the road wow we are growing in depth of discipleship and we're multiplying disciples and we've been really excited over the last couple years of helping to foster that with some parishes and uh, so the radio program really came along as a way to help encourage people to live this out, to be an occasion, if you will, of that community, of that support. And at the heart of this is an invitation for you, our wonderful uh, listeners, to simply receive the gift. Receive the gift of God alive in your relationships. And how do you do that? You've got to take the time personally, of course, to pray every day. It's a gift God wants to pour forth. He wants to flood your mind and flood your heart. But we got to set aside the junk that's competing for our affections. we got to set it aside. Um, And I have to even say and confess, in fact, I said to my wife the other day, Steph, I'm making another commitment of not turning on my cell phone when I wake up as the first thing. Um, now I'll pray in the morning and, and all of that, but as a first kind of uh, get-out-of-bed sort of thing, to turn on my cell phone before even praying uh, substantially, not a good thing. And it's not even the content that's bad. It's just I'm giving something else the first fruits instead of letting God flood my life. So I'm confessing personally that that's a habit I need to cultivate, and uh, I'm blessed in cultivating it. Then there's this sense of family, of course, and community And uh, we invite you to go to MassImpact.us to download this weekly Live It Gathering Guide. It makes talking and praying as a family or as a group, very accessible. And just to give you a sense of how this goes, if you go there, you'll see um, you have the readings. You can reflect upon them, talk about them. It's meant to open up this great gift of God alive in our relationships. That's the goal. But at the very beginning, simply these fun questions or these daily questions where you go around maybe at the table or among your friends, what's a victory in your life right now that you're you're grateful that, that God overcame in your life or that you conquered? What's a challenge? Who is somebody you would affirm? You know, what's something new going on in your life? Those simple questions, um, setting aside the other stuff, can be such an occasion for support, dare I say, for encouragement, for grace, for plugging into this life of grace that God offers us with one another. And I think it's just such a key theme You know, our, our non-profit movement is called Image Trinity, because we're called the Image the Trinity. That's what it's all about, that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, their very identity is mutual self-giving love. They're pouring themselves out into one another, and that's the purpose of marriage. That's the purpose of family. That's the purpose of groups. It's the purpose of parishes, to image the Trinity, make God's love known. And so I want to uh, hand the baton to you guys because a significant uh, year landmark came up this past Saturday of you guys on your own choosing to trust in God and, uh, and to meet almost every week mm. with a group of people. Mom's gonna go in there and slap you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Joseph, no, before we talk cool. before cool. be- before we talk about that, Joseph, tell me just tra- take us back a year ago to the All decision, the way the, back. exactly the prompting for you, do you, do you do to really take days. take up the baton and uh, initiate um, this uh, livid
4: thing and way kind back of the hurdles then, you had to overcome. I was a young and okay. Um, <laughs> We should have the production controls in front of us. (laughs) This is going downhill. Okay. So I talked about this at our last meeting, but it really kind of started, I guess, coming off of CYC last year. Uh, Just experiencing, like we've talked about, that vibrant community of intentional disciples all wanting to live it out. And, um, Dad, you... Do I speak to you or to the audience? You That's can speak to the audience. Okay, this man who runs this radio program, Greg Schleeter, has like he was talking about this live gathering guide, which is meant to get people talking and praying, and it's especially and particularly helpful um, because. We go to these retreats, these rallies, these camps, whatever it may be, and there's this great moment. We have these great moments where we can feel Jesus' presence, and we just feel him present in our lives. We want to give our lives completely over to him. Next thing we know, a few weeks, months down the road, that feeling's gone, and we're left high and dry because— and often even worse than before because we had this great experience— And all of a sudden, it's not there anymore. We don't feel anything. And so this gathering guide is meant to continue what we've experienced. And not just about a feeling, but about a true commitment to living Jesus out in your life. It's about building relationships and committing to praying and talking as a family or as a group or whatever. It's meant to continue that. So coming off of CYSC and experiencing that community and a few months down the road feeling that absence of community feeling that absence of intentionality and just people who had gone on or gone on different retreats or camps already beginning to wear off so um it was also tied into seeing different youth groups or different whatever around the area kind of softballing it and not going for the gold and just kind of going for the least common denominator person and Jesus loves you and let's play a game now and blah, 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 Um, which some people might need that. Um, And that's awesome. But I was just, and so many people were just striving for and yearning for something more, something that's going to challenge them, something where they can build up a community. So I decided, I felt very called to start this group, and all the materials right there was all on uh, Mass Impact, so I had it all there, and it's just
1: dot .us, dot
4: US <laughs> Mass impact dot us for anyone who wants to check it out. Um, it's all right there, so all I had to do was just invite a few friends. Um, initially a little awkward. Uh, got to the stage, though, where it was just building into something way beyond me way beyond even anyone there and god was just so present in building relationships like people who would come they'd be there for a week and all of a sudden you're best friends because you're just sharing your lives with each other and jesus is just uniting all of us together so built up um jesus was so present and so many people had been touched by this myself especially And so, yeah, last week was the one-year anniversary. Um, We had 34 Mm -hmm. teens cramped in our house. It was raining outside, so we had to keep it indoors. Um, My mother is a saint for being able to deal with all that. And it was just so awesome. Lots of new people, lots of regulars, lots of kind of those who have come once or twice. Um, but just so many different people, different varieties, different schools. On a Saturday night where there are so many other people doing so many other different things. There's a dance going out one of the high schools. Like There's just all these different conflicting things, but you still have... 34 teens together praising jesus um having fun doing it also it's not just some like weird boring ritualistic thing it's having fun and praising jesus and calling upon the holy spirit and building those relationships and finding out what's going on in each other's lives so the journey has just been incredible and coming to this point um it's just such a blessing and god is working so so powerfully through it so i encourage everyone listening I've said this before, um, it's been said, I'm sure you've heard it on this program, but find those people who you can start this group with. All it takes is one person to just get out and say, hey, we're doing this, come on, let's get it going. Um, we need more leaders in this world. We need more people who are going to step out in faith. So do it. He's encouraging you, encouraging you.
0: And, and the blessing, as Joseph says, um, is surpassing. And honestly, um, we really... You know, endeavor to live this as a family first, right? We we endeavored, husband, wife, Steph, and I, and our children, from early on, to make it an occasion of encounter with Christ. And uh, I think for you know you our listeners and all of us, what we discovered is uh, how the concepts really kind of came alive of our faith. For instance, that when we are plugged into faith, we and we understand life as a life of worship, that we're returning to the Blesser the blessings, I know there's a lot there, it's getting thick, but he's blessed us to be blessers and that means in sports, in our work in our school, in the way we interact with one another, all of that all of those are occasions of worship and lifting back to God, and, and you know, an excellence is discovered as Matthew Kelly says become the best version of yourself then we've got that that core there when you've got that lifeblood flowing it's like the trunk of a tree, it just spreads to, to every branch and, um, and, and enables, if you will um, uh, an occasion for excellence I mean, why are we so moved in watching the Olympics, those athletes who proclaimed boldly Christ, or musicians when they give testimony to Christ, or athletes when they give testimony to Christ? There's something about our faith and being disciplined and disciples and humble, all the virtues that were given that are building blocks for excellence in every single area. Um, And so, I mean, for me, it's kind of exciting, Stephanie and I, to see um, that this, you know, uh, occasionally these young people, this uh, lit group as they call it, is comprised of, uh, I don't know, a, lot, a number of the kids, but the ones that I do know, these are the valedictorians, these are the star athletes, these are the star leaders. Um, they're kids that even, quite frankly, don't necessarily find it easy to share this stuff in their homes, to find um, that kind of necessary uh, vibe where, where it can be talked about easily. And uh, certainly, we know those challenges with parents, you know, they're busy, there's a lot going on there. But my point is, it's drawing, it's drawing people who want to be excellent and that uh, faith is not this stuffy Here's the thing I want to say It's not this stuffy little thing in the corner And then there's the rest of life Faith is the lifeblood It's truly Christ's blood alive within us that, uh, that really infuses everything that we do To the glory of God Amen You had your hand in the air <laughs> I, I, I did. You're Joseph, cutting me off is it kind of
1: like Joseph a cut, was cut trying to off? say something Slow him down No
4: it's fine but You're not wanting to say it now Well, I mean I can um, no, I think Abby I I'm sure you can go off more on this. But just like you're talking about being a light in our culture kind of and whatever, dad. Um it's amazing just being in um I'm doing a musical now and just whatever and seeing the culture of negativity and depression. Mm-hmm. It's so just pervasive everywhere. Um whether and like it it's just like the culture And it's not even it's not I don't even think it's a deliberate choice at this point. It just comes naturally complaining about school or tests or just they let people let things affect them so much. And um, negativity just builds more negativity and more. And then it just becomes a cycle of negativity that people just can't escape. And it hinders so many different graces that god's trying to give the spirit of joy that he wants to give and just all the these graces and blessings because people are so caught up in the negative that they can't see the light that they can't get out of it i don't know what your thoughts are on that abby
2: yeah and i think one thing that i've really started to, or that i've really noticed at my time at notre dame is that not only do people you know talk about how awful things are but it's a competition at this point Mm, to see who has it worst (laughs) or worse and you know i've been really talking with an awesome group of girls uh shout out to jk 2016 um who um we just had a time in the chapel a few weeks ago where we were talking about like you know it's gotten to the point where people like words like depression and like oh i want to kill myself like it doesn't even have any meaning at this point Mm. because that's just how people talk like they're like oh this this class like it's so much like i'm so depressed i'm gonna kill myself and it's like guys don't talk like that Mm -hmm. you know we've become such a culture of death and it's just it's so saddening to see and you know like uh joseph was talking about at musical last or this past sunday everyone was just in a terrible terrible mood and you know they were just complaining and I was in the booth so I wasn't really with anybody else but um Joseph kept saying to people you know count it all joy which I think is really awesome but I can just imagine the looks people gave you um When you said that, because, like, that's not something that's normal. Like, you just want to talk about, like, how terrible everything is. And then someone, some random homeschool kid comes up to you and is like, (laughs) count it all joy. (laughs) And you're like, no. Like, it's so much easier to complain. And it's it's just, it's really... Saddening, you know.
0: That is a great insight and helpful, I think, Abby, to those of us uh, who are listening, mostly of us, I suspect, parents and grandparents, just to give us insight um, to, as Joseph said, and you kind of validate a culture of death, a culture of depression, a culture, as you said, vying to see who has the darkest, worst story going on in their lives, you know, and and what, um, you know, I guess in that case, what, what can we bring to them, you know, to help them recognize the value of their lives? Um, I want to go to Proverbs here a second and just read Can some I pause
4: of these. You quickly? Yes. Um, no, we just had a caller who wanted to affirm us all for. She said we're really right on with talking about depression and the youth and everything. So she just wanted to affirm all that. So
0: awesome. awesome. Thank you, caller, and uh, anyone else who is so encouraged to call us, 877-275-8098. Anyways, Proverbs 3, 5-6. to Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Mm-hmm. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. Isaiah says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand.
1: Um, Just wanted to make a comment to, you know, you mentioned your school, but also talked about the pervasive culture. So not to signal out one high school, it truly is everywhere. You hear that over and over again from the whole realm of public, private, Catholic, you know... homeschool school. <laughs> Put them all in there. And it does. It just becomes that normal place. And we need to claim victory in Christ over it because it is so much the evil one and just wants that oppression. And we... Um, to proclaim the joy, you know, each of us... Those of... Um, I think every one of our listeners out there has met or seen or heard our dear Bishop Thomas. And I think that one word has been used to describe him more than any other word, and that is joy, Mm -hmm. right? Because you know that authentic relationship he has with Christ. And when you have that, you can't be anything else but joy-filled. And that doesn't mean a fake, you know... Uh, Pollyanna kind of attitude mm. or whatever and that doesn't mean you can't be empathetic or feel or have a bad day or whatever but you know to whom you belong and you know who your savior is and who has the victory and what the Lord has done for us and how can you not rejoice in that.
4: Shout out to all those too who are being that light whether mm. it be those I've experienced at Notre Dame or those anywhere else like just we just pray for them and that they can be sustained in that light that they may never fade away because it's amazing the difference one small light can make
0: john 14:27 peace i leave with you my peace i give to you i do not give to you as the world gives do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid john 16:33 I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. One more, Psalm 46, 1-3. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging.
1: Those are words from the word, right? And Abby, like you were saying too, just people don't realize, we don't realize that our words do have meaning, Mm -hmm. that we're so accustomed to just throwing things around and, you know, not realizing that they do have meaning. And we need, again, just to claim the word.
4: Going to this. I was talking with Abby in the car. <laughs> uh, well, real quick, Abby and Maddie are definitely being bringing that light. Uh, they've started a... I'm trying to. <laughs> they've started a bio, continued a Bible study last year that was led by our youth minister. Abby and Maddie, since he's gone, have taken over and That's are awesome. really adding so much um, depth and thought to it and really planning it out. So I affirm you for that. Um we're talking about that we're talking about the upcoming gospel in the car ride home from musical today, and I think it really applies the it's the story of Lazarus Lazarus, the beggar, not the dead guy um, <laughs> although
1: who, they're both dead now that's so. <laughs> true
4: so um alive in Christ that's the true. one who uh was poor was begging and the whatever the mean old man didn't give him the scraps or didn't give him whatever um it wasn't attentive to his needs. There you go. There we go. Um, but just how uh, we're talking about like applying that to our lives, and I think it applies so much. Just how he, the evil guy, what, rich what man, rich He's man. Rich Thank man. you. Yep. I was like, what term do I use?
1: Rich, rich. Rich man. Rich.
4: <laughs> he wasn't aware of the other the, of Lazarus's needs. He wasn't. Um, he didn't bring life to him. He didn't. Um, he didn't meet him where he's at. He didn't try to lift him up. And so often, like we were talking about in our culture, the words we use, the way we treat others, we treat them like they're secondhand versions. We treat them um, poorly. We, we put ourselves before everyone. Um, and the words we use, the way we talk about others, the way we gossip, all these different things, and just that he ended up burning in hell for it. Um, and it's a harsh mes- harsh message. I cannot talk. But it's so applicable to our lives. What are we saying? Are we lifting people up or are we bringing them down? Are we contributing to their misery? Are we we using our words and our actions and everything we do to bring life to those around us? And Lazarus, the poor beggar who was ostracized and who was looked down upon and who didn't have anything in this life, ended up gaining eternal life. Um, so for all those who feel like they're on the rich side, um, God's mercy is here, and you can always repent and use your words to bring life, and for those who feel on the receiving end of that, who feel like they've been looked down upon, who have um, been talked about, who have been gossiped about, whatever, keep fighting the good fight, because God's in it in the end, and um, eternal life is waiting on the other side. Let's close in prayer, and I will
0: weave in even some scripture quotes in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Dear Lord, whoever is listening right now, you have listening for a reason. Mm. You want to affirm them that whatever circumstances they're facing right now, that you are a loving God and that you know every hair on their head you know, every reality that they deal with and that those times that they feel alone, that they feel insurmountable challenges, whether they be relational or challenge or um, financial, maybe sin that's haunting them, maybe even confessed sin and just uh, they're not able to shake uh, the enemy. May they know your love, God. We proclaim your love to them. And in fact, in the name of Jesus, in your name, Lord, we renounce those thoughts, those attitudes, those ideas that are of the enemy. We renounce him in the name of Jesus Christ. And we beg an outpouring of your grace, God, tonight on each of us who are listening that uh, this is a new moment. We are not bound to the past, Lord. Our future is not dictated to us. In this moment, you give us the greatest gift of turning to you of tuning in to you, of accepting your love for us, of, um, if you will, getting rid of all the debris so that Niagara Falls of grace of your heart might flow into our minds and hearts this night. That we may uh, experience a kind of intimacy, Lord, that you fashioned us for, not just for those exceptional retreat moments, Lord, but as uh, a way we're called, we're wired and meant to live, a, um, a constancy, Lord, of intimacy with you. And, Lord, we pray for the grace that we would cultivate these seeds of intimacy with you that we take the time throughout our day to um, seek you, to turn to scripture, to be attuned to your heart for others around us, God, to be mindful that in simple words, simple thoughts, we can be a blessing to others around us, that we can be lifting them up in prayer. And Lord, especially for those who we struggle with the most, Give us the grace to thank you for them. Give us the grace to thank you for those who cause hardships in our lives, who cause discomfort for your hands molding us. It's an invitation to have your heart to literally suffer for the very ones who cause it. Lord, give us the grace to say thank you for them and to lift them up in prayer, Lord, because as you know, hurting people hurt people. Give us that insight, God, that hurting people hurt people. Make us aware of the ways that we hurt others, God, and our need to be uh, increasingly healed and transformed, which we can't do on our own. No self-help book, no you know, fancy way of thinking, but availing ourselves to you, Lord God, and your merciful love, falling upon you, surrendering. Tonight, Lord, whomever may be listening, maybe this is the first time they've had an opportunity to do this, or maybe they're doing it again, but, Lord, we surrender. We surrender to you. We surrender to you our thoughts. We surrender to you our desires. We surrender to you our memories. We surrender to you our hopes and our dreams. We surrender to you our gifts. We surrender to you our sins. We surrender to you our strengths. Lord, all we are, we desire to be yours. And we know that there's a a host of heavenly angels and saints surrounding us as we seek you, interceding for us and with us before your throne, that we are not alone, that you are with us.
3: What else should we lift up? I want to lift up right now all those who are um, struggling with fear, um, Mm. especially in um, following your will um, and being that light. Um, We just pray that you will give us courage, that you will give us love, for love roots out fear.
0: 2 Timothy 1, seven. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. 1 Peter 5.7 Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you.
4: I want to lift up all who... I've asked for prayers for our, on our prayer list for those in need of healing, for those who are worried about a test or whatever it may be. God, we just lift them all up to you.
0: Lord, we lift up our Pope, our Bishop, our Bishops, all clergy, all religious throughout the world, all, Lord, who of us who you call church, call to have your heart recognize we've been blessed to be blessers and for that purpose alone we've been blessed we avail our hearts and our minds to you lord to be an encouragement to one another tonight to open a new door to be a source of grace to this world to the glory of your name through christ our lord we pray amen